Memento Mortem. Remember death. That is the tagline for the game we are going to be talking about today. Welcome to Call of Save Point, but not for me. I'm your host, Aubrey Hodgkinson. I'm your other host, Declan Vervencourt. Today we are going to be talking about a little game called The Return of the Oper Din. I didn't think we were going to start off so serious. <laughs> That's what the game starts with, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the game. I, I'm going to preface this. I, I didn't get very far. Um, I thought it was like very boring. <laughs> but that's just me well for the record i i loved it i had a blast yeah. um but i guess i guess my first question for you declan is like what about it like i don't know i guess what what made you not care about it as much so i mean the uh the game itself has some, like pretty cool atmosphere it's got like great uh like a great art style um and you know it's got all these things going for it um so i thought i'd like it but i mean <clears throat> there's there's not a lot going on it's kind of like you know watch these replays and then try and figure out what happened and mm-hmm. you know that that seems kind of endearing at first but needing there's this thing where like you don't get to so some you have to identify characters through a book and go back and forth between different um, events that happened and so it's not like neatly tied up and my brain doesn't like that it it doesn't like that I can't figure things out immediately mm-hmm. um but I haven't had an issue with it before I think it's just like the fact that like we're moving on from a different event and I don't know who some of these people are. And I'm like, I don't know. It just was like super boring. Just like watching these things happen over and over and just watching like different sides. And I don't, it's like watching a movie and then writing down your thoughts after it. It was like a, it's like a video essay. I don't, it's just, it didn't, didn't click with me. Okay. Interesting. But uh, it's, I, I know you really like it. So like, like what's the sitch there? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I like it for all the reasons you don't. Um, one of like, one of the ideas I had for why I like it so much is cause I love lore mm-hmm. and this game is basically like, I mean, that's the whole game is it's like trying to, to figure out what happened to the crew of this ship mm-hmm. and like, you know, obviously, some of the people in the game are easy to identify. Right. Um, but I think, for me, where a lot of the fun comes from in this game is the fact that you kind of have to figure some of it out yourself. You know, like, there are people that, um, like, they're they're just not spelled out for you. Like, uh, to give you an example, um, there is, I forget how he dies, but there's a guy with a tattoo, like a very distinctive tattoo on his arm. Mm-hmm. And when you first, when you first find him, like when you find the scene where he dies, I mean, other than the tattoo on his arm, there's no way to identify him. But as you play through the game, um, there's another scene where he shows up in, but the way he shows up is he's in a, a sleeping cot 
and his arm is hanging out and you see the tattoo, but on the tag, like there's a tag in his cot that has a number that correlates with his number in the book in the like, um, in the list of crew members. So that's how you figure out who he is. Hmm. And it's just things like that, like having to solve this mystery of not only what happened to the crew but who the crew is you know like that Mm -hmm. in my opinion is like i think it's a really interesting way of telling a story in a game yeah um and i agree with that but like i don't know just i think the main I, i think it's a great idea but i think the main issue i had personally was um when i was like okay i think it's this this and this it didn't say you're right. <laughs> you had to kind of like, like, okay, I'm just leaving this here. Uh, these, uh, this unfinished like work and then moving on and then eventually be like, you successfully identified this many people. And I was like, okay, why couldn't I have known that right away, please? <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, it's like the, the feeling of not knowing whether you're right about a deduction or not. I don't know. I think that's fair. I think, um, I also sort of had that gripe, maybe not so much with the identifying the people themselves, but there were definitely a couple of instances where like, I thought I had the way they died pinned down, but I like, Mm -hmm. I worded it wrong or something like that. So that aspect of it was kind of frustrating. Like, okay, how do I word this correctly so that I identify the right death? Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think, um, like, I think being able to, um, I think, personally, in my opinion, I think it wouldn't be as fun if the game, like, told you that you fucked it up, because then, like, you know, I feel like it would make it a lot easier. I think the fact that a lot of it really does stem from, like, trial and error, especially for some of the, like, later guys that you have to identify, um, you know, where there's really no feasible way to identify who they are except for, you know, a lot of guesswork. I think in those instances, um, I don't know. I just think the game would be a little less fun if it like spelled everything out for you. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not saying they should either. I'm just kind of saying like the reason the game isn't for me. I wouldn't change anything about it. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of saying like the the reason it didn't click with me is because of that. And even if it did, like you know, gratify you right away with answers, I feel like I still wouldn't enjoy it. So. Mm-hmm. I just think it wasn't for me. Period. Um, That's and, fair. And like, no matter how they they spun it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked out. Um, but like the the wording the deaths thing that was like my last my last like little thing before I was like nope because I'm pretty sure I have like forty six minutes in this game. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not very long. I think I only have like four hours total playtime. Yeah, but like I had put down in the book. I got down to like the underbelly and I put down in this book that like three people in a row had died from getting crushed by a cannon. And I was like, that's not right. And I was like, I'm not right about any of this. I'd like shut it off. And I just never went back to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I, well, at one point I did also kind of have that inclination of like, I am not getting this. This isn't fun. But I actually, what I decided to do was I basically restarted my playthrough And that actually helped that honest to God, it actually helped quite a bit because like it helped me figure out um, 
not only being able to go back and kind of rewatch some of the tutorials they give you and like read them again, it helped me understand the mechanics more. But not only that, it helped me like it helped me understand that um, I like at because at first I thought maybe the game was going to spell things out a little easier. But the second time, once I restarted, that's when I kind of realized like, OK, a lot of this is up to me to figure out on my own and i think honest to god in my opinion like that helped a ton yeah i don't know like uh, like i I feel like i I definitely should have liked it like i keep saying like with the the art style and like it being like a big mystery and like a big puzzle to solve but i don't know it just wasn't like just didn't hit Mm -hmm. and like sitting there like after the uh after you've like once you get into those like scenes and you're like looking and you're like okay I got everything and just like waiting for like the thing to phase out. I was like, okay, anytime now, <laughs> like, can you please just like hurry up? I, I looked at everything. Yeah. Um, I, I will agree there. I think sometimes it did linger on some of those scenes a lot, but I think, you know, at the same time, that's probably the point. Like it mm-hmm. wants you to, it wants you to check it, it then in. double check and then triple check, you know, like that's a lot of the game is, you know, trying to go back to these scenes and you know noticing things that maybe you wouldn't have noticed before yeah but yeah i mean like i actually like i kind of feel bad i have like kind of nothing else to say about the game (laughs) like those are my thoughts that's kind of it i didn't play it a lot Mm -hmm. so i don't really have a ton to say i didn't really care for the music that much really really yeah damn i like the music in this game too damn I'm it. It honest to God, it really surprises me that you bounced off this game as hard as you did. Because I, I really thought this was gonna be like right up your alley. I mean, I did too when I first saw it. I was like, "Damn, this is gonna be sick." But I don't, I don't know. I guess my brain was kind of just like, "No, like you can't like this." <laughs> it was, it was a, uh, it was uh, like I, I gave it a shot, and then I was like, "I gotta come back to this" because I didn't really. I, I was not having fun, and then I was like, I can't just leave off there, but then I did. So, like, I I thought about, like, jumping back into the game, but I just, like, I really just could not be fucked. <laughs> and, like, well, I, I guess I missed out on most of it. Is there some kind of, like, massive revelation, or do you kind of just, like, keep going in the game? Um, uh, I mean, well, uh, one of my favorite parts of the game is if you, like... So once you have found all of the bodies, like, and that not necessarily identified everybody, but like once you have filled out all of the pages that you can, as far as the bodies go, like, yeah. um, the, the guy who brings you to the Oberdin is like, okay, there's a storm coming. We got to go. If you leave before you identify everybody, the end of the game is that the person who sent you to the Oberdin to go fill out the logbook. Uh, was so upset by the fact that you left it so unfinished that they have a heart attack and die. Oh my god, what? <laughs> it's so funny. Jesus. Um, but yeah, like, if you, once you identify all the bodies on the ship, um, the ending, it kind of, it reveals some things. Because there's like, there's like a couple mentions of different events throughout uh, your time as you explore this area. And, um, they like once you get the proper endings some of those events are made clear to you 
by um, mm-hmm. by these revelations. Okay. But yeah, I mean, like, like don't get me wrong. I I completely get why you know someone would bounce off this game because it's definitely not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But like, I think part of the appeal of it really is this like. I don't know. I want to say the first thing that comes to mind is it's like board game esque, but that doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. So maybe it's closer to like, like murder mystery, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to describe the genre this fits into, but like it almost doesn't read like a video game, right? Mm-hmm. Cause like it plays like clue. It, yeah, kind of, it does play a little bit like clue. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it's, um, you know, but instead of it being about figuring out one per- who this one person was murdered and who they were murdered by, it's like you're trying to identify this the story of this ship. And I think, mm. you know, uh, I think they do it so uniquely in this way of like you have this compass that essentially brings you back in time to view what happened to this person, you know? Which is um, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think... I don't know. I think like being able to like go back in time and view these scenes um, and then using that to kind of identify who everybody is. And like, I won't lie, like it was really satisfying when like you get to a point where you identify like you identify three people and the game prompts you like, oh, hey, you've identified these three people. It's really satisfying to just like watch that number tick up and up and um i don't know like the game like the game gives you all the tools to figure it out and at some point like it's just up to you to to get to that point where you're like pretty much set to go and you're like on a roll as far as identifying bodies are and i don't know i just like i had a ton of fun yeah and you know i feel like maybe if i had uh actually gone through with the game like maybe i i would have liked it but i just like i just couldn't put in the work for it at the time Mm -hmm. so maybe it's something i need to revisit at some point but like right now i just don't think i can there's a at some point i'll send you this video uh from polygon that kind of gives you like a little outline of like if like it's they describe it in the video as like, this is a video for you. If you're the kind of person who bounced off this game the first time you played it. Mm-hmm. So at some point I'll have to send you this video. Cause like, honest to God, I really do feel like this is a game you would like. It's just a matter of like figuring out how to get into that groove, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, with what I did play, I got to the underbelly of the ship, I guess there was, was that just like an octopus or did was it turned out that it was like a Kraken or some shit, like something cool. I think it's a, they say at some point that it's a squid. Is the Kraken a squid? I don't know. But either way, it's like a giant monster. But that's not even, like, it gets really crazy. Like, um, there are, um, like, I mean, there's some really terrifying monsters other than the Kraken. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I don't want to, a lot of this game stems from the, like, having to discover it yourself. So I'm, like, trying not to spoil a ton of stuff. Right. Um. But, like, I mean, there's, like, there's some pretty, like, terrifying monsters later in the game that look really cool, and, yeah. Okay. 
yeah i mean i wish i had gotten into it i and i mean like i probably should have for the show but i don't know it's just like you know that that block in your brain you can't like you know do it yourself Uh i feel like maybe it would have been more fun if like we had done it together but it also might have taken away from it a little bit so i'm not sure maybe but yeah um did you uh did you end up changing the the color palette for everything uh, I tried a couple of different ones, uh, but I mostly just stuck with the the main like Macintosh or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I went with like the black and white one, but mm-hmm. yeah, I do kind of like that where it like it kind of like it plays off of this beat, like it being like a retro style game. Mm-hmm. Like you're playing it on um an old computer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the guy who made this game, Lucas Pope, uh, he. He made a, another game called Papers, Please, which I brought up in oh, yeah. the last episode. And that game, I mean, every game this guy has made basically is fucking fantastic. Uh, Papers, Please is a ton of fun. Papers, Please is another one I think you would really like. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, I mean, it's, I mean, in, in my opinion, like Lucas Pope is genuinely one of the best indie developers uh, in the game right now. And uh, I think Return of the Oprah Din. Uh, I personally, in my opinion, I think it's really great. Uh, and Papers, Please is, I mean, it's a really fun, like, puzzle game. Uh, and I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I am disappointed more in myself than the game. Let that be known that I, that I couldn't stomach it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's the game's fault. I think it's my fault really, but you know. Um, what's done is done, I guess. I mean, at the same time, though, I don't totally blame you, because, like, going into games like these, uh, like, another one that kind of comes to mind is uh, The Outer Wilds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going into these kinds of games blind, where a lot of it is, like, it's being up to you, the player, to kind of figure out the story of these games is, like, sometimes going into it blind can be really disheartening and really Mm off-putting. So, you know, that's why it was so much easier for me when I restarted my playthrough and I kind of knew what I was getting myself into a little more because, like, it was a lot easier for me to comprehend, like, okay, this is a good place to start and then we can go from there and kind of figure out everything else, you know? Mm -hmm. And the Outer Wilds was like that too. Like, it took me a while to get into that game because a lot of it is, like... I mean, there's probably, if I remember correctly, there's like a bunch of different planets in this solar system you're in. Like, where the fuck do I start, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like these kinds of games where I can't I can't think of exactly what kind of genre it would be, but like games where you have to, like, it's up to you where you want to start is like sometimes it can be a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what I've played, it kind of seemed almost linear though i mean it definitely starts out linear but as you start to discover more bodies it becomes Mm -hmm. very much so open-ended okay i guess like the beginning's kind of like a tutorial yeah i see the first the first three bodies i think are the easiest to identify if i remember correctly oh yeah because it's like never mind i was gonna say (laughs) i mean 
I shouldn't say like the first three bodies, but there are people like, I think the three people that you identify at the start of the game, I think like, I think those are the people you were supposed to identify right away. Mm-hmm. People that are supposed to be like super easy to know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the game's way of teaching you like, okay, this is how you identify people. We will tell you that you did it correctly in pairs of three, blah, blah, blah. Do you have a VR segment, Declan? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you want me to bring up my VR segment. What is it? <laughs> you better is it what I think yourself. it is? <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did pepper spray myself. <sighs> Should I tell the story? Do I have to on the show? You don't. I have guess to. now that we've already brought it up. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's funny. So, my girlfriend has this like pepper spray thing, but it's disguised as a pen. Mm-hmm. And I saw it sitting on the dining room table. And I opened it thinking like, oh, it's just a regular pen. And then I realized it was the pepper spray thing. And my brain was like, you should spray it to see what it looks like. (laughs) And normally I like to think I'm pretty good about impulse control. uh, But it turns out I'm not because I sprayed it. I didn't spray it in my face. I'm not that stupid. Not to say that what I did was not all that stupid, but... I, I spray it and I spray it away from me and I think, eh, I'm, I'm far enough away. I won't breathe it in. But fucking sure enough, man, I breathe it in and it was, I mean, it was terrible. I was like, my eyes were like, I was sobbing. My nose was super runny. Mm-hmm. I was like, I thought I was going to throw up. I was coughing so hard. It was really bad. And it went on for like a couple minutes before I was finally able to calm down. Yeah, um, I was taking a nap at the time, and I woke up to the coughing. And uh, recently, um, I remember you actually going to the hospital uh, for for coughing fits. Mm-hmm. And so I had just assumed while sitting laying there groggily that maybe the uh, inhaler they gave you for it um, ran out and it was just like flared back up and I was like, Oh, that sucks. And I kind of just like rolled back over. <laughs> so It was really fucking bad. But then we, maybe we, we one had of the dumbest leave. things I've ever done. Yeah. We did have to leave. We had to leave. So I walked out. I was like, are you okay? And you were just like sitting there, like staring at the coffee table. I was like, what's going on? Like I sprayed myself with pepper spray. I was like, what? it was maybe Uh, one of the worst experiences in my entire life it was terrible and then on top of that we we went to hibachi later that night and you were like man i wanted to touch the fire but i learned from my experience today already (laughs) (laughs) yeah well because like at the place we went to they do like an onion volcano so they like take apart an onion and stack it like a volcano and then they put like a liquid inside it and light it on fire and my brain again was like put your hand over the fire and i was like no i literally just learned this lesson today that i need to control my impulse control mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> that's my vr segment um <laughs> friday was one. not a good day <laughs> yeah Have, have you got one? I do. Um, I have been watching a ton, a ton of Adventure Time. Mm. This I know. <laughs> yes. So I started it a couple of months ago. And then like two weeks ago, my girlfriend was gone 
in a trip to Washington and she was gone for a week and I finished it while she was gone. Mm-hmm. And like, as I kind of sat there, like just kind of living with myself, I felt this like void in my heart. So I restarted it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm on like season five of 10. Uh, but dude, like adventure time might genuinely be one of the best animated shows of all time, at least talking about Western animation. I think Mm -hmm. anime is kind of its own beast, but if we're talking about like Western animation, I mean, it's like, in my opinion, it's, it's really hard to top. It is, Mm -hmm. it is like top tier. So I've heard, I've only seen like an episode or two. (laughs) It's like, there's something about the way that this show conveys the emotion in its characters. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think the one of the main characters, Finn, is a really good example of this. Of like, in the like the beginning of the show, just in general, is like, I mean, it's your standard like wacky like, you know, kids cartoon comedy type shit that still manages to be entertaining. But mm-hmm. as the show goes on, and as it kind of starts to create a continuity for itself, and it's less about just being like individual serialized episodes, but now all of a sudden there's a, a storyline and a history in this world, it the show starts to grow up with its audience. Because, I mean, this show has 10 seasons, so it lasted for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, and as it starts to grow up with its audience and it starts to grapple with heavier subjects like like um, like generational trauma and like parental trauma and, you know, relationships and, you know, what it's like being a young teenager trying to grow up and understand what like love is and trying to find out who you are as a person. Like, I mean, like even as myself, a 21 year old, like it's all still very relatable because it's like, I mean, it just does a really good job of portraying these people. Like not as just like these wacky, like Jake is a magic dog who can stretch or princess Bubblegum being a being made out of candy, but they, they turn them into like, like real people and they make you feel like, you know, you understand what they're going through. Right. And like, I've, I've heard all this, I mean, from you and from, just other people like singing its praises and it sounds really good, but just haven't gotten around to it like a lot of other things. I'll tell you what, if that void is still there, I'll watch it a third time with you. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> I will probably be more than willing to watch it with you for a third time. I, I do every single time I'm like, cause it's, it's very loud when it does the Frederator thing. So I always say Frederator alongside it when I hear the mm-hmm. Frederator. Yep. So I always do that, but that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, in my opinion, I just think it's, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I agree if slash when we watch it. <laughs> right well is 30 minutes good enough you know honestly i think yeah i think i i mean i don't want to be the guy who's like blaming you but if you don't have anything to talk about the game it's kind of hard to talk about it by myself you know yeah i know it's my bad too so you know no but i think you know i think we kind of talked about in the 
the Oblivion episode too, of just like, if a game doesn't click with you, it doesn't click with you. Like no matter how many times you play it. I mean, personally, in my opinion, I think you just kind of have to be in the right mindset to like it. Cause I like, I'm, I, I still really strongly feel like this is a game you would like if you Mm kind of get into the groove of it. But I mean, I, I know what it's like to, you know, be really excited for a game and then just like bounce off of it. You know, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like that. Yeah, kind of like that, too. Um, but an ex- another example is, like, uh, Dishonored 2. Like, I, w- I love the first Dishonored game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for whatever reason, I can never really get past, like, the first couple missions in Dishonored 2 before I'm like, yeah, I've had enough. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think there's just sometimes... Sometimes you just play a game and you're like... Yeah, this isn't really something I want to be doing right now. We're like, eh, I don't really like it. And then you just kind of, you know, you call it quits after 45 minutes. That happens all the time. Yeah. The Witcher 3 is another example of that. No matter how many times I play The Witcher, I always bounce off of it, which sucks because that's a game I really want to like. Right. Have you tried going back to Dishonored 1 and, like, confirming that you still like it? Oh, yeah. I've played through Dishonored 1 at least two or three times. So I know for sure that I like that game. But for whatever reason, like, there's something about Dishonored 2 that, like, I always, like, and it's weird, because it's always, like, I like playing Dishonored 2. Like, every time I start it, I have fun with it. But for whatever reason, it's just, like, I always have trouble sticking with it. Right. Nothing wrong with that. All right, well, if if that's the case, I guess I'll just go ahead and uh, reveal the next game. Um, And... That being said, I'm kind of mimicking the style of Overden, but like okay. with something that I uh, I liked a lot when it came out. I haven't played it since um, like release, but um, I I might have had you play it one time. I don't remember, but um, do you remember uh, that that old game, uh, World of Horror? World of Horror. Yeah, I've never heard of this game. Seriously, before. no, because it Swear was. Swear to God, it was. Um, it's that one. It, it's a roguelike, but it's it's made in like the style of like a '90s um, like game that you like put a floppy disk in. But um, oh yes, I do. I do remember watching you play this at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, now that I'm looking at it, yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, they've had a ton of updates and there's like more things. It's all like like all of the uh the situations you're in um that are all completely randomized or like old like like Japanese folklore and like stuff like that and I think it's really cool. Um mm-hmm. that being said it's very difficult. Either way, um that's what we're gonna be playing. <laughs> cool. So Is um, this like is this like one of those games where it like does it have an ending to it, or is it just like it just kind of goes and goes, um, like Isaac or something? Each, each um, like, well, I guess it has an ending if you can get to it, kind of deal. Well, you know? yeah, I suppose it's it's. I guess it's kind of like Isaac in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. There's like custom mode and stuff, but then there's like their their normal mode last played february 20th 2021 for me so (laughs) either way um yeah so this is our 
is this our first time capturing like a roguelike kind of deal? Uh, I mean, there was before? Hades. Oh yeah, Hades, I guess. But it's it's very different from Hades. Yeah, from what I remember watching you play, uh, it's kind of reminiscent more of like a text-based game. Yeah, like that's what it that's what it sort of reminds me of. It's got like loose RPG elements and stuff like that. It's it's fun, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So cool. I'm excited because watching you play, like it 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 the it does look really interesting. So I'm I'm excited to check it out for sure. Yeah, it's the more I think about it, the more it's kind of like it's like if if Oberdin was on crack, like something that can keep, <laughs> can keep my brain going, you know. Mm-hmm. It would like the scenarios. So either way. Yeah, I can um, tell because it like just from the screenshots on the Steam page, like there's a lot happening here. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the screenshots, it's like there's 300 different menus up in the same thing. <laughs> yeah, this looks wild. I'm actually very excited to get into this because, I mean, I've expressed yep. before, like I adore roguelikes and mm-hmm. this looks I mean, this looks unlike any other roguelike I've ever played. So I'm super excited to jump into this. Mm hmm that and the the soundtrack's killer but you know whatever either way um, uh, killer yeah <laughs> i see what you did there um but yeah i like so, that i've got you saying 90s slang now yeah it's it's hard like it you, you got to think about it this way i spend 90 percent of my time with you and you say these names or these names you say these <laughs> phrases what am i supposed to do that's my other vr segment i've gotten really into like 90s slang Mm -hmm. so i say stuff like this is killer or what's another thing that i say um you say it wasn't um not sure oh yeah like oh man that shreds like yeah (laughs) i think i think i think there are certain pieces of 90s slang that should come back because i think it's really good (laughs) you say hoof it but i don't know if that's like but that, I don't know. That's another like new where, thing, though. Yeah, like I don't know where that one comes from, like time period wise. But like when something is going fast, I'm like that motherfucker hoofed it. Yeah, I don't like I I don't know. I love like just certain little like slang, and I think mm-hmm. like the '90s had some of the best shit, you know. And I think it's top it's tier, funny, and yeah. I love using it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. All right. Like you, okay, but like going back to that segment for a split second, it's just like I hear you saying this <laughs> stuff, and I'm like, God damn, like that sounds pretty sick. It's like I kind of want to say this. <laughs> yeah, right? Like it kind of slaps. It's like I also kind of want to partake. <laughs> like it, it low key goes hard to be like, that thing shreds. Exactly. Or like that's killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like it, it definitely makes us sound like out of touch parents, but like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something about it, dude. Mm-hmm. Something about it. I love it. I for one am a fan. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad you appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I believe that's the episode. Mm-hmm. A bit of a shorter okay. one, but you know. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a short episode, you know? Yeah. It's kind of nice and concise. Yeah. Either right. way. Let's, right. let's plug our shit. Yeah. So, oh, wait. No, that's right. Declan, we what? have a listener question. Oh, wait, we what the, we do? Yes, we do. This is for my Uncle Ryan. Okay. This is the first time hearing of this. Let's go. So let me, let me read it. Hello, call a save point, but not for me. 
due to being home with COVID, I was inspired to play in tandem with the podcast this week. What is my experience with the game? I saw it on a CNET list of good Nintendo Switch games like six days ago. Then I'm listening to the Oblivion podcast on Wednesday and Tully picked it for the podcast. It was meant to be. Did I beat the game? Yes, of course I did. I wouldn't pick it up and then just give up on it like you two fools with Oblivion, Octopath Traveler, and Dead Space, and probably some other games you lied about slash forgot about. (laughs) Yeah, geez, thanks. He says, what did I think of it? 6.5 out of 10. The good. It was fun to solve some of the deaths, recognizing when you've seen someone before and going back to see how it relates to a different memory was fun. Good Mm -hmm. puzzling in general. Probably a few too many things to solve without much variety, but good nonetheless. Also, whoa, monsters. But like zero backstory for these things. I actually do kind of agree with that. Like not knowing where the monsters come from and just that they kind of exist. That's Mm -hmm. actually a good point. That's not something I thought about. Anyway, the bad. How you have to cycle through memories is not good. Once you collect a memory and put it in the book, there's no reason to have to go back to the site of a body to get to to get back to it. Just let Mm -hmm. me access it through the book. Also, in the In the Lazarette chapter adds absolutely nothing to the story. Not a good enough reward for the amount of work it is. The ugly. The visual style is atrocious. Unnecessarily oh, bad. On. Like, not a style choice that is endearing in any way. The meh. The music is fine, but too sparse for my tastes. With such bad visuals, I like, I'd like a nice soundscape to go through. The music does not slap, but it's not awful either. Feel free to edit this as much as you like. Ryan. Jesus. I mean, All like, right. kind of facts, except for the, the visual <laughs> style. I don't know. I think, like... I definitely agree with a lot of the points. Uh, one thing that I definitely do remember thinking is like, I like, I absolutely agree. Like having to go back to a body to access the memory was very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like there's one chapter in the game where there are certain bodies that are only accessible through other bodies. Like they're not located on the ship oh. anywhere. You have to find a body that's on the ship to get to that body. Right. That shit was really annoying. Yeah, that shit was really annoying to have to go back and access. Because, like, you have to scan um, the bloodstains in the in the memory? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, I completely disagree with the visual. Uh, right, me I, too. I love the visual style for this game. I think it's really unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can definitely see why you, like, somebody wouldn't like it. Because, like, it, mm-hmm. it can definitely be hard on the eyes at times, especially, like... Um, in a lot of the memories where they have like explosions, like the, the explosions are like a little hard to look at just cause it's so like, it don't, it, like it looks like really saturated. janky. Yes. It's very saturated. So I could see in certain aspects, but like, I mean, for the most part, I think the art style is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean yeah. that, that rating 6.5. I, I think I kind of agree. Like, I obviously, I didn't like the game very much. I didn't give it much uh, thought. But, I mean, I think that uh, despite all that, it is a good game. And I mm-hmm. think, like, that's a fair, that is a fair um, rating for, for anyone to rate this, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I, like... I'm not going to be like, I definitely agree with some of the gripes, uh, in the email. Uh, personally, I think I would give it more of an eight. I, I, um, like, I, I don't know. I, I thought like some of the, the choices this game made, like they're not amazing, 
but like I think a lot of them are really endearing. So mm-hmm. personally, I would rate it a little higher than a six point five. But like I can I can definitely agree with a lot of the points in this email, especially like some of the gripes. Yeah, at the start yeah. at the start of this of recording, I would have given it maybe a two, but uh, after our conversation and after the the question, thinking about it, like it's kind of not fair of me to do that because. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's something that I don't hate. I just like my brain couldn't get into it. So obviously I'm inclined to give it like a bad review, but it doesn't deserve that. It's kind of what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. At. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I'd say 6.5 me and me and Ryan can agree on that. Yeah. I think that's fair too. So, but anyway, Thank you for sending in an email. If yeah. anyone else would like to send in an email, uh, you can send that to callasavepointpodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate uh, We it. also, yes, we love reading emails. That was awesome. Um, we also have a Twitter where uh, we tweet occasionally. Uh, and that is at callasavepoint if you want to go check that out. And then also mm-hmm. go rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. And then we'll see you. Let's see. Well, we don't have another quick save coming up for May because we did one already. Mm-hmm. So are we are we sticking with the plan for June's? <laughs> uh, I don't remember June's. Where? Uh, here, I'll I'll give us, I'll I'll give us a little chunk of time to edit it out just in case. Okay. I, I floated to you the idea of getting drunk for that episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Um, <laughs> okay. So I think uh, we'll we'll consider that. Should we consider that the announcement? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. We're, we're talking for quick save, right? For June? Yeah, for the quick, yep. the June quick save. Just like yeah, we can do that. Get get drunk and shoot the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Works for okay. me. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'm excited because... Declan and I have real fun conversations when we get drunk. So yeah, <laughs> that could have been the VR segment as our bar time a couple oh, days ago. Oh damn, you're right. We'll have to we'll have to talk about that in the next episode or something. Yeah, but yeah. Until then, we'll see you for World of Horror in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye.